testing again. Charlie, can you hear me now? Testing one, two, three. Let's do this again. Welcome to the real episode of one of Napster. Thanks for asking. This is a podcast based on my blog at Napster. That's K-N-A-P-P-S-T-E-R dot blogspot dot com. I do a monthly AMA thread called Thanks for Asking, and now it's a podcast. We did a soft launch in July. This is the first episode for real. And as convention is developing, I will start with questions that were asked on the blog and hope that some callers show up with questions of their own. So let's see what we have so far on the blog this month. Reader Thane Eichenauer asks, how many Alexa-controlled light bulbs do you have? Thanks for asking, Thane. I suspect this resulted from a conversation we had on Twitter concerning the Echo Show, which is his preferred Amazon Alexa device. I use the Echo Dot. I have several around the house that I use for everything. The answer to the question is I have three Alexa-controlled light bulbs. Two of them stopped working not long after I got them connected. One of them is still in the box. I got it free when I bought my latest Echo Dot. The uh, On Prime Day, the fourth generation Echo Dot was on sale. I got it and the light bulb for $9.99. And I haven't plugged it in yet. I like the Alexa system. I like the Echo Dot. I may consider the show. Not had too good of an experience with the light bulbs. Now, with the smart plugs, that's a different story. I have two. One finally bit the dust out of a couple of years. It was on my Keurig coffee maker. And I could set my coffee up the night before, wake up in the morning, sit up in bed, say, Alexa, turn on the coffee maker, and have coffee brewed by the time I got dressed and was on my way to my home office. That one died, but fortunately, I don't use the Keurig much anymore. What I use now is a cheap espresso machine. So same thing. I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is sit up in bed and say, Alexa, turn on the espresso machine. And I have four nice shots of Cafe Bisteo Cuban espresso brewed for myself by the time I get where I'm going, my home office. Um, so, yeah, I'm really all in on the Alexa system. I know some people think of it as uh, having listening devices all over your house, which is true. But, you know, if the government wants to listen to me, they're going to. It's not like I, you know, having the Alexa makes a difference. So, you know, there's that. The second question on the blog comes from, and I will not refer to her, this person as her, or as a reader or listener, because it's a spammer calling themselves Monica. And their question is, want a sex? Thanks for asking, Spammer. Um, of course I want a sex. Probably not with whoever that is at the other end of the spam link that I won't click on. Everyone has their kink preferences. Clicking on spam links is not part of my definition of sex. The reason I let that question in there is it's an ask me anything thread, and I can't very well have an ask me anything thread where I don't take all questions. So that's how that goes. Those are the questions from the blog. 
I don't see any callers asking to be recognized or any uh, more written questions in chat. Charlie, I'm not still on mute, am I? Let me know if you can tell me. Next, I guess I will just talk for a few minutes about other things that I have going on because I'm, you know, an episode ought to be about 10 minutes. And if you're not asking me questions, well, I'll give you answers anyway. Couple of the things that I've been blogging about. Um, my Senate predictions are updated. I now project that the Democrats will gain at least two seats in the U.S. Senate in this November's midterms, possibly more than that, and I explain why on my blog at Napster, K-N-A-P-P-S-T-E-R dot blogspot dot com. Um, the races are really shaping up in such a way I have not analyzed house races but in the Senate, there are five toss-up states. There's Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. In order to get a Senate majority, the Republicans have to win three of those five races. They control two of those seats. They control Pennsylvania, but they're going to lose in Pennsylvania. They control Wisconsin. They're probably going to lose in Wisconsin. They are almost certainly not going to win in Arizona. They're highly unlikely to win in Nevada. Georgia's the only state that's a really that's really a toss-up. So I see the Democrats gaining two, three, maybe even more seats because in Ohio, which was pretty much a uh, safe bet for the Republicans, they nominated author of Hillbilly Elegy. Elegy J.D. Vance, who was Donald Trump's pick, he's polling anywhere from 11 to 17 percent behind the Democrat. Tim Ryan, I believe his name is. Um, Vance doesn't appear to be really campaigning. He's visiting Israel and stuff instead of spending his time trying to win that election. So, yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, I have not issued my absolute prediction for each and every state yet. But I'm pretty firm here that the, the Democrats are going to gain two seats in the midterms in the U.S. Senate, when normally during the midterms you expect the incumbent party to uh, that holds the White House to lose one or more seats. There are lots of reasons for that. One of them is that the Dobbs ruling by the Supreme Court is energizing Democrats and will be driving Democratic voter turnout. Another is that Donald Trump picking primary winners leads to reduced enthusiasm from non-Trump supporters in the general election to vote Republican. That's just how it is. Um, what else is going on over at the blog, which I will keep vlogging this URL at you, Napster, K-N-A-P-P-S-T-E-R dot blogspot dot com. Uh, I've changed operating systems on my computer. I run a Raspberry Pi. I'm, I'm a real computer minimalist, to be um, honest. Uh, they recently introduced a 64-bit operating system that won't run without freezing up on my 64-bit Raspberry Pi. So I've switched to Manjaro Linux, and I will be reviewing that as time goes on. Um, 
next. Oh, I've joined the Forward Party. Yes, after 26 years with the Libertarian Party, that party was taken over by a Republican PAC earlier this year, leaving me politically homeless. Is the Forward Party a Libertarian Party? No, it's not an ideological party. It's, quote, core principles, unquote, are so broad that libertarians can probably buy into them. And among its specific policy proposals so far, which are ranked choice voting, nonpartisan jungle primaries, and nonpartisan uh, redistricting commissions to reduce gerrymandering, most libertarians won't have a problem with that. So I decided to throw in a little bit, see what uh, happens with organizing at my local level. I've connected with some fellow new forward party members and uh, see what happens. If things go well, I can stick with it. If they don't, I can quit. But yeah, I got me a new party. And now I've managed to stretch this thing out to nearly 11 minutes, even though I didn't have you know questions to work with. Uh, but it looks like we're up to three listeners, which is better than none. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties that caused this uh, room to get wrongly scheduled by me and then rescheduled, but something went wrong and then I had to reschedule again. So, let's be honest, the whole thing's pretty much a fuckero. But I did my best, and I'll continue trying to do better. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. My name is Thomas L. Knapp, K, a.k.a. Napster. My blog is at Napster, K-N-A-P-P-S-T-E-R dot blogspot dot com. And I will talk to you next month.